It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. And good morning. Welcome to Monday. This is game time with Tom Ward and Garrett. We're glad you're with us. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, do we have plenty to get to today. Uh, we could do probably four hours today and never blink. There's so much to get to. Uh, let's uh, quickly go around the Hornet check-in. Ward, how are you? Outstanding. Good weekend? You bet. Garrett? I'm good. Good weekend? Oh, yeah. Good weekend. Did you jog? Did you jog a couple of miles? No jogging. No? No, I need to jog, but I'm not about that life. Can't do, can't do jogging. I thought you were going to, like, maybe go hiking in, at, at Mount Rush Robinson or something. I mean, I don't know. No, I was enjoying the indoors yesterday. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> let, let me breathe, breathe the nice air of the great indoors. There you go. <laughs> Where did you do anything exciting? Mm, no. I didn't either. Nope. I, I did didn't not. either. Played with a little grandson. That was yeah. fun. You know the cool thing about being a grandparent? When when you're, when you're done... You send them home with, with mom and dad. There you hmm. go. <laughs> he said, you know, that I'm sounds out. Like a, that sounds relieffful. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so, no, that was, that was about it. Uh, had to make a quick trip uh, on Saturday afternoon. and But other than that, uh, just kind of an une, you know, une, uneventful weekend. But, man, oh, man, was it a great weekend if you were a Baylor fan this weekend, uh, it, on, on a lot of fronts, a lot of fronts, men's basketball, women's basketball, mm-hmm. could they have paid for any more positive pub uh, when it comes to what ESPN did? I mean, that was as good as it gets, right? It really was. I mean, that's what those type of things that put you on the map. That's what, you know, Baylor has been – looking for this spotlight for so long and now that they've built they've established these programs and I think it's going to be the regular you're going to see more and more of these type of atmospheres I think you've got a fan base who has now grown up with watching Baylor be successful and they're wanting to buy in so I think it's all around win for Baylor well I mean they get a break in the action and there's Holly Rowe interviewing Alyssa Smith I mean look if you were to buy advertising on it you couldn't for all of that, the, all the pub, oh, no. positive pub that they got uh, on Saturday. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and we'll get into it a little bit, but uh, baseball, uh, after a bad, bad weekend, let's be honest, when you get swept at home, I don't care who you're playing, it's a bad weekend. They got swept by Maryland, but they come back, play number 23, Duke, and they take two out of three and nearly get the sweep themselves. So they uh, they had a good weekend. Coach Rod's team did. Uh, so all in all, uh Terrific weekend and quick a quick breather, and you go at it again today. Uh, it's a big Monday for both the men and the women. So uh, we'll talk about that today as well. On the program, Jerry Hill's going to join us. Pat Nunley will be a part of the program. And uh, we'll also visit with UMHB head basketball Cliff, Cliff Carroll. Ward, that was a pretty cool shot of uh, Cliff cutting down the nets uh, on, on Saturday. Yeah, I'm happy for Cliff uh, being able to get that uh, championship first one in, since 2010 for the UMHB Crusaders. First trip to the uh, tournament with an automatic bid since 2013. So a lot of good things happening at UMHB uh, for Coach Carroll and the Crusaders. You know, Friday, and this is what I love about sports because you just don't know. 
Friday we were talking about, hey, what if TCU gets the win over Tech and what if the Bears get the win over KU? That puts Baylor in a in a heck of a position to claim another Big 12 title. And lo and behold, it happened. Uh, and, and I don't get it. I mean, look, I, I know Tech was on the road, but Tech's a better basketball team than TCU. But TCU found a way to get it done. And Tech... Tech is a 500 team on the road. I mean, there's something I don't I don't get it. I mean, they are so good at home. What 17 and 0, 19 and 0, something like that. But they're they're about a 500 basketball team on the road. Uh, and I know it's difficult to play on the road in this league, but man, you've got to find a way to to win that game. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. But you know, you look at the top 10, and six teams would say it's tough to play on the road too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know. I, I, Saturday was one of those days. I, I get it. Uh, but, man, oh, man. Now, for Baylor, what? A half, they're, they're tied in the win column and a half game back in the loss column. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes this uh, final couple of ball games. But uh, they've at least given themselves a chance. Now, what does that do NCAA tournament-wise? I mean – uh, are they back on the one line? Could there be two Big 12 teams on the one line? Uh, I mean, I think you could make an argument for that, um, but I don't think we'll see two Big 12 teams on the one. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Baylor at this point work their way back into it. But also, I, how much of that is what you do in the Big 12 tournament, and do you want to risk that? I, I See, I don't think there's much at all at stake in the Big 12 tournament right now. I think the body of work, uh, and I think I think these I think the NCAA committee knows that you're not going in there. That the, that these conference tournaments really, I don't know. Maybe they're they're aren't they more for the teams trying to fight their way into the NCAA tournament? Uh, I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I I just don't think that there's a ton that's going to get that that body of work. Through the regular season, I think will determine whether you're a one, two, three, whatever the case may be. I don't know. Maybe there could be a little flipping depending on what you do in in the tournament. But I just I think like for Tech, for Kansas, for Baylor, I think their body of work speaks for itself. Uh, I do. So you think like right now where the seating sit today is where they're going to stay? No, 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 no. It could it could move, but I don't think that. It, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement in because of what happened in the in, what happens in the Big Twelve tournament. I, I think when, when when the dust settles before they go to KC, I think you're going to kind of have a pretty good idea of where everybody where everybody falls. Okay. Now there may be a little movement after, but I think for the most part, you know, I think they're starting to kind of put those those pieces of the puzzle together now. You want to? I mean, you saw uh, what a week or two ago that. You know the 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 list came out, and they showed you the what the top sixteen. Uh, is there going to be some movement within that top sixteen? Probably, but is there going to be a ton? I don't think so. What do you guys think? Is there a, is there going to be a ton of movement uh, amongst that top sixteen? You never know what the NCAA committee is going to do. I, I there may be some move, but there's not going to be a whole lot of movement. It's just not. I mean, you're not going to see five teams in that top 16 fall out, you know. No, I mean, my thing would be maybe like the 
your Pac-12 representative just depends on how that shapes out in their conference tournament because we've already seen Arizona go down, you know, to Colorado over the weekend and UCLA's, you know, taking some losses as well. So I think that might be how it plays out depending on – or you could even look at the Big Ten as well. That's probably where you're going to see the shuffling, but I think the Big 12 would probably be set idle and just let the rest of the pieces fall around them. Well, and that's a great point because this league is so stinking good. Uh, Ward, as you know, every game you play now – it's is a quad one game. I mean, it's look, and, and Baylor has the most quad one wins, by the way, in the country, <laughs> and and it's because of who they're playing mm-hmm. uh, and who they're beating, actually. So uh, we'll see. I mean, it should be fun over the next two or three weeks. I, I just don't know how much or how because, like, for example, last year. They went out early in the Big 12 tournament. Did that hurt them? No, that helped them. I, I agree. I mean, and it certainly didn't hurt them in the seeding process or anything like that. I think the body of work, you know, that regular season, non-conference, conference, regular season, I think it pretty much put them in a position where they were going to be, and I think that's kind of the case again. And, and you may have some of those teams that are on the on the bubble Guys that that are they're going to have to go to their conference tournaments and fight like crazy to get in. I don't I, know. I feel like you could also look at the past three games for Baylor and just what they've been able to accomplish so shorthanded and make that kind of elevate them some. I think it could benefit them. I mean, you're beating Kansas uh, and and Tech or whoever it was. You're beating those teams without your full roster. Yeah. Well, and you're going to play without your full roster. I, I, I've got kind of, <laughs> look. That's I. I, I if you get LJ Cryer back, it's a bonus. I, I think you, for me, I'm kind of looking at this team. This is their basketball team the rest of the way. Uh, if LJ Cryer is, is part of it, that's awesome because that's an additional 14, 15 points that you didn't have. You're not getting Jonathan yeah, Chamblin. I mean, back. so, I mean, this is your basketball team. And what's kind of cool for me is, is how they've kind of reinvented it. Uh, 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 look, this is a team that was a perimeter jump shot shooting basketball team. You know, uh, they were they were about the three-point shot. They had three threes Saturday. Three. Everything else was in the paint. Mm-hmm. Everything else was, you know. And look, when they went big, Thamba was terrific. When they went small, Sohan was terrific. I, it, was, it was an interesting dynamic on how, how they played the game. So, we'll get into all that uh, coming up. In a few minutes. Uh, it's a 10 after 7, 7, 10. You know what we need to do? We need to welcome a brand new sponsor to game time. And we say thank you and hello to our good friends at Big Boys Record Service. They're family owned and operated since 1984 with no job too big or too small. They do it all. Big Boys Record now joining the uh, the fun group. It's our, it's our little fun group. Uh, Versa Lift Southwest, Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, and of course, Pro Star Rental, and we're presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. 7-11, we talk basketball. We do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Warmer weather is in store as high pressure becomes the main driving force for our weather the next few days. Today's high will top out at 64 with mostly sunny skies. Clear to partly cloudy skies are expected tonight with lows falling back into the mid-30s. And tomorrow, even warmer conditions with returning sunshine and a high of 70 degrees. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rose joining us, director of athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, mm. <laughs> Might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a Clinton County Judge campaign. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings. Plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. All right, 7.15, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Leon on the CNC Collision Center text line said everything was earned Saturday night working with two-point shots. 
Uh, and, and there's there's certainly some truth to that. Uh, and uh, uh, from the 903, good morning, gentlemen. The conference tournaments might not help, but I bet they can hurt your seating loose early, and it will be seen. Maybe. Uh, I just don't think so. I think if you're a top-10 team and your body works as you're a top-10 team and you've been a top-10 team all season long – uh, they know what those. They know what the approach is for some of these teams. And Ward, Ward said it a million times: you don't go into the game to lose, but you, if you happen to get beat, and you happen to get some rest for three, four days while everybody else is, it, it's it's not the end of the world, and it's kind of a good thing, really. It is, and I, I feel like that statement might be valid, and it is valid if you're looking at your teams like your TCUs, if you're looking like Oklahoma, the ones that are on the, the fringe that really need to win to validate their seeding to help them. But if you're one of the top programs, Baylor, TCU, I mean, Baylor, Tech, or Kansas, I really don't know that it necessarily has that much of a negative impact on, your, on you. All right. Uh, it, the day started with the Baylor women taking on Kansas. Jordan Lewis now holds the NCAA record for career games played at 158, and Alyssa Smith Surpassed 1,000 career rebounds with uh, 16 against Kansas. How about her day, guys? <laughs> 33 and 16? Are you kidding me already? I mean, she was determined. That's what you want from your leaders. You want that kind of mindset and to go out and lead by example, and that's what she's been able to do all year, and she really put it on display Saturday. Uh, Jamie Asbury had 19. Queen Egbo had 14. Uh, in, in Baylor shot forty. Both these teams play, shot the basketball well. Baylor shot it, uh, shot it at a forty-seven point seven clip. Ku at at a forty-three percent clip. So you know, uh, both teams really put the basketball in 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 the in the bucket uh, on Saturday, and that's why you have a eighty-five seventy-seven basketball game. They're playing very well right now, and we've talked about it several times. That you know, this is the team that. It's kind of like a cat playing with a mouse in the first half of a ball game uh, or first couple of quarters or maybe even just one quarter. But they, they seem to find an extra gear in the second half, and, and they continue to do that no matter who they're against. And, you know, that's it's going to be a big game tonight too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and that's a great point. Ba- Baylor was shot it at a 62% clip in the fourth quarter. 62% uh, in the fourth where they were 37 in the first, 42.9 in the second, so basically 43%. In the third quarter, they shot it at a 47.4 percentage rate. And then in the fourth, 62.5. does just, that? It's just – this is kind of the norm, isn't it? I mean, it, it re- really is. After the game, Nikki Collin visited with uh, with Derek Smith and uh, Sophia Young-Malcolm on the, uh, on the postgame show from the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Well, I'm not sure there was any defense being played at either end, to be honest with you. When you look at the statistics on the second half, you know, we were 10 for 16 in the fourth, 9 for 19 in the third. They were 10 for 19 and 8 for 17. So, wasn't a lot of defense being played in the second half by either team, but a lot of good offense. So, if you like offense, you like the game tonight. And that's it's kind of, kind of it in a nutshell. But, uh, again, it, it just – we've talked about it a million times – where this team was and where this team is, pretty darn remarkable. And it all comes down to that first Kansas game. Uh, what, did they go on a 7-0 run in the final 24 seconds of that game? Yeah. A 7-0 run in the final 24 seconds of that basketball game. I think that's really kind of when they found themselves. You know, it was gut check time. They There was like 
you know, we're not, we're not, Baylor's not used to being in this position. And then it finally just clicked, you know, and then ever since that moment, they've just kind of established their rhythm and they're playing tremendous right now. One loss, Ward, it's since then. They, they lost to Oklahoma at home, ironically, but uh, that's it. They're 13 and three in this league. Uh, and they have put themselves and, and you know, and the crazy part is when you looked at the, at the standings, they were in last place at 0-2, and now they're in a position to win another conference title. Uh, I mean, it's pretty remarkable what they've been able to to get done over the last few weeks, you know, roaring back, if you will, uh, and, and, and playing as, as consistent as they've had. And they're not just beating people. They, they were – putting people away 15, 20-point margins. I mean, it's it's been that good for them. You know, how long has it been since you've talked about Baylor women's basketball having a meaningful conference game this late in the season? Mm-hmm. That's and, a and great point. And they've got it now, and I think that makes them a better basketball team. That is a great point. I mean, and it's on the road. I mean, I mean, all the things, that, that is a great point. This is, this is a meaningful, meaningful basketball game late in the year. That is a terrific point. And you'll and, uh, you'll you'll hear about it a little later on in this program. And the game will be tonight against Iowa State up in Ames, five thirty for the uh, for the pregame, six o'clock for the opening tap. And you'll hear that game on our sister station, one hundred four point nine Star FM. So we'll have that one for you. Meanwhile, on the men's side, as we as we mentioned, uh, what a crowd! All in white. I mean, and I mean, it was it was raucous, huh? That was a tremendous atmosphere. That was probably the the best basketball game and atmosphere that I've been to maybe ever. It was a lot of fun. I think Kansas did a really good job early on of taking Baylor's crowd out of the game. But once the the Bears started to get some momentum and the crowd got their back, it never stopped. And it really carried their the momentum and helped them tremendously. And it played a key role in Baylor getting that win. Anybody when it was what sixteen to four KU? Anybody go here we go again? I, I mean, I, I was think everybody nervous. did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it was interesting because, and and I'm not real sure why, but there was it. it and we'll talk to Pat Nunley about it and Jerry Hill uh, a little later on in the program. But th- it looked like that Baylor was waiting for somebody else on the floor to to, to make a play instead of going and making a play. That looked like there was a lot of standing around. Look how many offensive uh, putbacks and second chance opportunities that the Jayhawks got in the first you know, six, seven, eight minutes of the basketball game. I mean, it, they, they they went to the glass like crazy. It was like the game never ended. It, it was like it was just, a, a you know, an end of the quarter from the time up in Lawrence and then picked right back up here in Waco. But Baylor was finally able to counter it, and they started taking it to Kansas, and they showed that they weren't intimidated, and it completely changed the, the game. And you don't win that game without Flo Thamba Basically, oh. basically, you know, offensive rebound, put back, and keeping you in the game. I mean, he did his, he did a lot of his work early in the basketball game. Where he, if look, he was he was kind of out there by himself. It felt like offensively. No, at one point it was like yeah. Kansas. Kansas had they were up on Baylor by like three. But if you took away Flo Thomas points, Baylor would have had like four points. Yeah, I mean, he was there entire offense in the first half oh it was you know he was and then they got going and then they got and when they got it to one at halftime you you said "Uh uh-oh here we go we've got ourselves a basketball game in the final 20 and and that's exactly what you got and the uh the bears went at 80 to 70 after the game 
uh, John Morris, Pat Nunley, had a chance to catch up with the uh, the head coach, Scott Drew, on the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. How about Flo, the way he started out tonight, finished with a career high scoring? Well, um, Flo, uh, <laughs> him and McCormick used to have battles back in high school, so they, they probably thought they were back in AAU in high school days. But uh, Flo was uh, uh, tremendous, um, did a great job on the glass, finished with uh, uh, 18 points, obviously finished well. But I tell you what, uh, uh, a lot of great assists. James with six, Adam with three, uh, Kendall with three. Um, and then, I mean, uh, uh, the thing that flipped the whole game was uh, Jeremy at the five and, and – it really made it hard for them to guard. And then what Jeremy did was not only was he scoring, but he really got other people involved, which it opened it up and got things moving for us. So um, Flo carried us early. Jeremy gave us a nice run when we caught up. It was, I mean, second chance points, you know that's our strength. But 22-8, uh, um, to eight, uh, they handed it to us on the glass. And if, if you take that away, then, then, then it's a dominant performance. So, uh, again, that's an area where we got to continue to work and uh, – uh, I mean, John's a grown man. We miss him. Uh, and Kendall and Jeremy are 18, and they're going against uh, Lightfoot's, what, 34? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, we, we just got to get more physical. And uh, Kansas this is a great team. You look at us last year, we had Davion, who had been with us for three years, Maceo that had been with us for three years, Jared been with us for three years. And that's that's what they got. They got Ochai's been there four. Uh, um, Jalen's been there three. You got uh, uh, Brown has been there three. McCormick's been there four. So they got great players that have the the Kansas experience of playing for come, someone like Coach Self. So, uh, it, I mean, I said it at the press conference at the beginning of the year. My goal was uh, uh, for the Big 12 to have two or three Final Four teams. And, I mean, uh, that's that's a that's a possibility, and uh, it's been that way for the last two three years. How about that? Uh, <laughs> his goal is to have a couple of teams from this league, and I, you know who says they can't? I like it. Set the bar high, man. I, look, this when you have the best conference in the nation, it's not like out of real. It's not unrealistic to think that that can't happen. It look he it very well could, but it's going to take a lot of work. You know what's interesting to me. And you guys may disagree, but it, it, it felt like that McCormick couldn't guard Sohan. What, oh, no. And, and, but Sohan did a nice job of, of, of pushing McCormick off the block. I mean, he, he made things really difficult for, for McCormick. It was – I thought Sohan may have been the difference in the whole thing late, but – Flow early. Is that, is that fair? Because, again – Flow got him back in the game. Kept him in the game. You're right. Uh and they just could not hit a three again. Uh, it was they were what three of fourteen or something like that from three point land. Yeah, but what they were playing their best basketball really in the second half when they started getting out and running. And they had what twenty two mm-hmm. transition points, and I think that was really and that really countered what Kansas was able to do on the inside. But that's when they looked their best. That when you couldn't have asked for a better start coming out of halftime, and when you get the 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 block and you turn that into a transition, and Kendall Brown gets the dunk, and it just kind of erupted and it set the tone for the second half and Baylor never looked back. Look, they had nine points from beyond the arc and 40 points in the paint. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's, that's, that's how they won that basketball game. I mean, they, they outscored KU in the paint 40 to 32. And, and, and again, only nine from, from beyond the arc. Really impressive. And that was, you know, my, one of my biggest concerns was how Baylor would handle you know, stay in discipline and play on the inside with JTT going out. But they've done a tremendous job, and I've been so impressed with 
uh, Flo Thamba. I, I think he's rose to the occasion, and he's making a case as one of the better big men in the nation. Funny, Ward, that Kansas shoots twice as many threes as Baylor did. And that's what Baylor was going to be. Remember, Baylor was going to be the three-point shooting team with the guards, and you know they were going to lead the world in, in three. But I'm telling you, uh, Kansas shot 28 threes, and Baylor attempted 14. They were kind of forced into that by that defense that Baylor was playing and, and keeping them at, at bay and not being able to get the ball inside. I mean, that was great defense by the Bears to prevent that because, you know, if they want to, uh, that's what they would like to do with their big guys they have down there on the post. They want to be able to move that basketball closer to the net if they can. And so, you know, they were able to push that out and, and force them into the, some threes in a hostile environment, and, and it worked out for the Bears. And, you know, going back down to the offensive end, when they run that wheel offense and, and they're able to pick apart the defense like they were – that's that's impressive for the Bears. Find that cutter. Find that cutter out of that thing. Uh, 728. Now, quick turnaround. You know, you mentioned it uh, just a handful of guys with all the injuries. And now you got to go to Austin. You're playing on Big Monday. You're playing a team that just eked out a win on the road at West Virginia. And, oh, by the way, for, for the Texas men, this will be the final game in the Irwin Center. Uh should be should be an interesting night, to say the least. Should be an interesting night. We'll talk more about that coming up a little later on in the program. Uh, right now, let's talk about Circle Drug, locally owned and independent uh, pharmacy. It's your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and medical supply needs. They've got free delivery. When I say free delivery, I mean to your home or to your office. And, of course, if you go by there, then uh, you've got several ways that you can do it. You can go through the drive through you can. They have a walk-up window. You can go inside. Heck, they'll even bring it out to you if that's how you uh, you want to do things. They uh, they do diabetic testing. They have walkers and wheelchairs. They'll help you with uh, prescription compounding, diabetic shoes and inserts. Uh, they do vaccines and CBD products as well. And hey, look the, again, one-stop shop. They want to take care of you. They're going to get to know you. You're going to get to know them, and uh, they're going to take great care of you at Circle Drug. They're, they're at 3211 Robinson Drive. Uh, here's the phone number, by the way, 662-0774, 662-0774 for Circle Drug. And I love their hours. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday, 9 to 2. So, hey, if you're if you're like us and you work and you need to, you want to get by and make sure you have time to, to get to your, uh, your prescriptions, you can certainly do that with them being open till 6 o'clock Monday through Friday until 2 o'clock on Saturday. We're talking about our good friends, Doc Everett and the gang at Circle Drug, 662-0774. And again, they're at 3211 Robinson Drive. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. 
In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Now is the time to start thinking about that spring break trip and servicing your vehicle at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. Whether your travels take you to the mountains where it's cold or the beach where it's warm, they have you covered. With their complimentary digital inspection, they are going to make sure your car is roadworthy. Have you been kished? Getting kished means keep individuals safe honestly. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, where your troubles are their business. Dedicated to serving you since 1998, they are local and they are honest and dependable. 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. The Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, March 5th, and Sunday, March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show March 5th, 9 to 5, and March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Expect movement in the AP College basketball poll with several upsets in the top 10 over the weekend. That includes Baylor's 80-70 win over Kansas on Saturday. The Baylor women also beat Kansas 85-77 and will likely stay in the top five when that poll is announced later this week. Baylor baseball split a doubleheader with Duke yesterday, winning the series with a 12-3 victory in game one. A 4-2 loss in game two moves the Bears record to three and four. Baylor softball is now 8-5 after a 10-4 win over San Diego. MCC's softball team swept a pair from Otero College to run the highlights' record to 15-3. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, and we are glad you are with us as we are joined now by Jerry Hill, Director of Sports Journalism at Baylor University. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Hope you're having a good Monday. I am, Tommy. It's uh, it's always a good day, always a good time to talk to you guys. How about that? That's so kind of you to say. Uh <laughs> Jerry, I, I want to start with Scott Drew. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking about this over the weekend. 
what a job he and his staff have done. I mean, they've they've almost had to kind of reinvent the wheel, if you will, uh, in, in how they've approached games and how they play games. I mean, what a job. I, I know the players are responding, but what a job that he and his staff have done to, to kind of redo this thing after all the injuries. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's not – uh, it's not the first time he's done it. Um, you know, I believe Seth Greenberg was talking about that. Like when Tristan Clark got hurt a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago now, um, they just kind of changed what they were doing and, and kept going. And, and uh, I think this year is even more of a drastic change. I mean, when you lose LJ Cryer, who at the time was your leading scorer, you know, your best shooter, I think. Uh, and then Jonathan Chamochachua, I mean, he, he was kind of the glue guy and, and, and really the one that uh, kind of got you going a lot of times. So you lose those two pieces, and you're able to still keep going. Um, you know, all of these wins during this stretch, I would consider them kind of gritty wins. Um, you know, even starting with the Texas game when, when Jonathan went down. I, you know, they've done an amazing job just figuring out what guys can do. I mean, obviously it helps when you have two freshmen like that and Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan. Um, but they've just been able to piece it together and, and figure out ways to win. How big is it for this team that Sohan can drive the basketball as well as he can? I mean, there's not very many centers that can guard that. So when, when you know, when Flo comes out and Jeremy's actually your five or your center, I, I just don't know very many centers that can, that can guard that. Um, so, you know, teams are going to have to figure out another way. You know, they can't do it man on man, really. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He's a, he's a very good ball handler, and then he can drive like that. And and you know, and if he if he can't finish himself, he can find somebody else. I mean, him and Kendall Brown obviously have a special connection, but you know, he's really good at finding other guys when his lane isn't open. But uh, when when he's one on one like that, I don't I don't know how a center can stop him. Jerry, when you look at this team, I feel like they're playing their best basketball when they're getting out in transition. What are your thoughts on that, and how important is that going to be tonight in Austin? Yeah, I mean, that is that is probably when they're at their best, Gary. You're right. I mean, they – and particularly when Jeremy's in there because then you're looking at, you know, really five guys that can all handle it, um, that all like to run. So, yeah, I think that's when they are at their best. Um, they're, you know, they're maybe not as good in a half-court set, but, you know, they found ways to – to do that as well and yeah I think against Texas if you can if you can get out and run and you can you know grab rebounds or force turnovers and get out and transition I think that'll be big um you know the problem there though too is you know if you run too much you run out of gas so I don't know that they can do that for 40 minutes um but they have to pick their spots and and you know when the opportunity is there they got to finish talk a little bit about uh Flow Thon, but particularly his performance Saturday, because I got, I got the feeling, you know, early in the game, it looked like guys were kind of standing around waiting for somebody else to do it, or, or yeah. and certainly weren't going to the glass. KU was just crashing. It, it right. felt like without Flow, Flow kept you in the game the first five, six, seven minutes. Yeah, I mean that's exactly right. I I had gone back and looked. I, I knew he had scored ten of fifteen. He actually scored twelve of their first seventeen points. Wow. And they're and they're down twenty eight seventeen, but he did keep you there. Where and by the way, the rebounds at one point were fourteen to four Kansas. Um, so to your point, you're exactly right. I mean Kansas was killing them on the boards, um, but you know he helped them come back. 
he actually started that run where they scored 10 straight points to get it back to 28-25. But, yeah, Flo was huge. You know, if he, like you said, if he's not in there, it, you know, it may be, it may turn into a 20-25 point game in the first half, you know, kind of like it did in, in mm-hmm. Lawrence. So, um, yeah, I think he kept the minute. He was the only one that was really bringing it that first, I would say, five minutes. Um, but then after that, it, it was almost like he got everybody else going. So, yeah, I, like you said, he kept a minute, and then he actually started that run where they uh, you know, were able to get within three and then within one uh, at halftime. Jerry, tonight, big Monday in Austin. It's going to be an emotional game for the Texas Longhorns and their fans. It, it, and, look, Baylor's blown past them in the last five meetings and, and really manhandled the Texas Longhorns. But how important is it? for the Bears to take that crowd and that emotion out of the game early and not let them hang around tonight? Yeah, that'd be big, uh, Ward. I mean, uh, and like you said, there is going to be a lot of emotion there. I mean, that's been their home for however long. Um, You know, I I know John Warner went and saw uh, John Denver in the first concert there. So you know, that place, you know that place has been around for a while. So um, yeah, as has John. That's right. That so there. Yes, there will be a lot of emotion tonight, and and I, I think both with the team and like you said with the fans. Um, and yeah, if you can get out and and get a good lead and kind of take the crowd out of it, um, I think that would be huge. But uh, you, you may have to weather some storms too, because. Uh, you know, just like you did Saturday, uh, you know, it wasn't the best of starts. You're down 13 in the, you know, in the first 10 to 12 minutes. So, um, you know, they may have to weather some of that. But, yeah, if you can take the crowd out of it, that's a huge element. Jerry, as far as uh, on the women's side, tonight's arguably the biggest game for uh, Coach Collin and the Bears up in Ames. Is the mindset really not to let Ashley Jones beat you if you're Baylor? I think that's the key. I mean, she's certainly, you know, their go, go-to go player, um, you know, and when she's on, she's she's tough to stop. Um, so, and I don't even know who you put on her because she's, you know, a bigger player. Uh, Jamie Asbury has kind of become your D.D. Richards shutdown defender, um, but she's given up probably five or six inches in, in that matchup. So I don't, uh, I don't know if you put somebody else on her, um, you know, sometimes Melissa Smith is a, is a tough defender, uh, you know, on the bigger guards, uh, you know, it's, it kind of puts her in a tough spot too, though. So yeah, that'll be, that'll be the key. I mean, obviously they did the job here, you know, beat them by like 26 points. Um, and hopefully that's not in their mind though, because you know, this, you're not going to see the same Iowa state team and, and it's obviously a lot different situation. There will be a great crowd there as well. Um, you know, their women really basketball period draws really well up there. So it'll be a tough environment for uh, for the women. And uh, you're right, this is the biggest game. I mean, this this decides, I think, the conference championship. I, I don't even remember who Iowa State has left, um, but you know, doesn't the matter. This, yeah, the winner of this will be, you know, the the conference champion, and I think the number one seed for the for the Big Twelve tournament. Visiting with Jerry Hill, Director of Sports Journalism from the uh, Baylor Bear Insider. Jerry, I want to talk a little bit about the conference tournament and. and We'll kind of mix the men and the women in here together. But on the men's side, for Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech, does does the Big 12 tournament have a, a, any significance to it? Uh, winning it, losing it, going out early, playing for the championship, winning it. Is there more that can that can get done rather than the body of work that you put together going into the thing? 
Oh, I think you could maybe help your seeding a little bit, you know, make it a better two seed or, you know, maybe slip into the one. I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot because, like you said, um, are you are you going to judge, you know, three games in three days versus 18 games over a, you know, month and a half, two-month stretch? So I, I think they put a lot more weight in what you've done throughout the season, and that includes the non-conference as well. I think you can help yourself. I don't know that you can really hurt yourself a whole lot. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I think any of those three teams, you know, if they went out in the quarterfinals, I think they would be just fine. Um, now, you can help yourself if you win that tournament because you think about you're probably going to be at least two really good teams um, to win that. So, yeah, I think you can help yourself. I don't know how much you can hurt yourself, really. And that's I, – I would probably say that with the women as well. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think, uh, you know, the the women are sitting there. Uh, I think they're fifth or sixth in the net rankings, and they're, you know, right around there uh, in the polls as well. And I think they've got an outside shot to be a one seed. Um, you know, I think with that, you'd have to obviously win tonight. You'd have to – I think you'd have to win out, basically, to be a one seed. And, and maybe even then you don't get it. But I think that gives them at least a shot to be a one seed. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that that matters a whole lot. I don't know that I agree with, uh, I think it was Seth Greenberg that was talking about that the other day when we had him for media availability. Uh, you know, he said seeds don't matter that much. I think they do. I mean, uh, you know, the difference between, even the difference between a one and a two, you know, I, I think there is a difference. So, um, you know, if the women can, can win the tournament, I, I think they're a one seed. Jerry, when you look at Saturday, uh, as far as uh, the landscape of college basketball goes on the men's side, we saw the the top six teams all fall. When, was there any upset uh, out of those games that really caught your attention more than the others? Um, you know, I think they were all kind of predictable a little bit. Um, I don't know if there was one that – I mean, Gonzaga losing just because they don't lose in that conference. Um, but – St. Mary's is a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know if that one was a huge upset. I don't know what the betting line was going in. Um, but, again, I, I just think when you play on the road like that and if you're playing a ranked team or you're playing a team that's really good, I don't know that those are huge upsets. Um, you know, I think maybe I, – honestly, I think Tech losing at TCU because, I mean, TCU's unranked. TCU's very capable, though. And, and and maybe they can help out Baylor as well, you know, beating Kansas one of those two times. But I, I think that might have surprised me more than anything because I figured Tech would take care of business there. Jerry, uh, let's just switch gears real quick. Final thought for you. Uh, Baylor softball splits uh, out in California. Uh, but Steve Rodriguez's baseball team wins two out of three. And I think after their start with Maryland, that was huge for, for this baseball team. I agree with you, Tommy, because they, they really couldn't afford to have another weekend like that. And, I mean, they're they're sitting there fixing to go, um, you know, to the Shriners Classic down in Houston, and, and you're going to face really good teams there. You're going to face Rice on Wednesday. Rice hasn't played very well, but, you know, still, it's Rice playing them at their park. Um, so, yeah, I think they needed to do something this weekend, and I think they did. And I think they got a good idea of what their weekend rotation might look like. Uh, you know, if Will Rigney stays healthy – and he's your number three guy, that's a pretty good weekend rotation. And then softball, you know, I think they kind of did what they had to do. They beat the teams they should beat. But, you know, that first one against Oregon State, uh, you know, when you're up 5 nothing early, you're up 7-4 with six outs left, you got to win that game. And they've, they've just given up too many big innings, uh, and that's, that's gotten them in pretty much all their losses. They've, they've given up that big inning. 
Jerry, when it's 30-something degrees outside, why are we doing five pitch and changes like Duke did that first game, that, that I inning? Think, I think he was just trying to make all of us mad, you know. My, he was trying to man. Keep us there. And, boy, they, they had some stall tactics. They really did. Not just changing pitchers, but they would, like, wait to the last second until the umpire actually came yeah. out there or something. I mean, he wasn't just bringing the hook real quick. Sometimes he'd go out there and talk a little bit and then make the change. So, yeah, that got a little old, uh, you know, and, and I know – Coach Rod was being a little political after the game and saying, hey, that guy knows his team and he's he's doing what he needs to do to win. But I thought I thought it got a little ridiculous there. But, uh, you know, they did they did have a chance in that game. So, you know, I, I guess maybe he did right. But uh, that that was tough to watch. Hey, what do you got coming up uh, in the insider? Uh, a lot of basketball. I'm going down to Austin tonight um, and I'll cover the women's game remotely from from Ames Iowa so uh be a busy night tonight and then you know then we got we got a lot of stuff going on I mean you guys didn't even mention that uh A&T beat number three Oregon yesterday and I was actually there so yeah it just it never stops Tommy you know this time of year springtime baby you gotta love it uh no we didn't we didn't get to tennis or to go I mean there's a lot of things I mean we we could do two segments hey thanks Jerry we appreciate your time this morning as always talk to you soon that's Jerry Hill uh from the Baylor Barry Insider with us 748 hey uh Monday uh Monday's kind of become the day for me uh double our old-fashioned hamburgers 1810 herring I've just kind of become a Monday guy with with I, I talk about it and then go, you know what? I think I want it. Uh, last Monday, I did the sourdough again. Uh, man, I'm just telling you, little burger, little little piece or two of bacon on top of that burger, uh, and then on a sourdough bun, lettuce, tomato, may- mayo. I mean, I mean, you know, and then sounds good. Then uh, I, I do what I do a little combo thing where they do some few fries, few unring, onion rings, few tater tots. <laughs> trifecta yeah i mean he, 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 a few curly fries and, and it just kind of makes for a a nice little grab bag a little potpourri if you will of potatoes but that's kind of what i do hey it's 1810 herring and of course for me it's the best burger in all of central texas because they one of the million reasons is they're not going to cook that burger until you order that burger there's there i mean they don't do the heating lamp uh, and just have meat patties sitting there uh, or in some kind of styrofoam box for, for three days or whatever the case may be. They cook it when you order it. They also have chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken. They uh, they have Philly cheese steak sandwiches, and I've had that, and it is good. Uh, they do all kinds of good stuff there, plus they cater, it, It's a, it's a and it's a great place to go have a sports conversation. I promise you, if you're not having a sports conversation, it's because you don't want to have a sports conversation. It's double R old-fashioned hamburgers. They're open today until 4.30. Stop by and see them. They're at 1810 Herring. Recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's an argument that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. 
Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Bring on the bragging rights. Watch the PGA Tour's best golfers compete head-to-head, shot-for-shot. Are you kidding me? 112 matches, 64 players, one champion. WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, March 23rd through 27th at Austin Country Club. Tickets on sale now at dellmatchplay.com. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Expect movement in the AP College basketball poll with several upsets in the top 10 over the weekend. That includes Baylor's 80-70 win over Kansas on Saturday. The Baylor women also beat Kansas 85-77 and will likely stay in the top five when that poll is announced later this week. Baylor baseball split a doubleheader with Duke yesterday, winning the series with a 12-3 victory in Game 1. A 4-2 loss in Game 2 moves the Bears' record to 3-4. Baylor softball is now 8-5 after a 10-4 win over San Diego. MCC's softball team swept a pair from Otero College to run the highlights' record to 15-3. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.54, we're six away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, baseball. Don't think we're going to have it to start the season. It's not looking good. They sure uh, pulled further apart yesterday. And I, look, the deadline is what, tonight? Tonight? Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen, is it? I don't know. I I felt like it was, but I, I... at now I'm having a little bit of concern to think that uh oh this this thing may go sideways. But again, 
who knows? It may come in the twelfth hour, right before midnight. We may hear, okay, they're they're they had a changing of the guard. Miraculous, yeah. <laughs> but when you see reports and they're described as the two sides are far apart, yeah, that's clickbait. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, and, and I don't uh, think they're that far apart. I I I, I, I know that they right. I know that they had some some setbacks, but again. It's going to come down to do you want to do you want to make money or do you not want to make money, period. And I I don't know what the particulars are on on you know what moved them further apart, so to say, is. But I I just still believe I still believe that it's going to come down bef- right before the deadline. They'll go, okay, guys, we tried as hard as we could to get you that money, but it ain't happening. We're is, playing baseball. Do you think there is there either? Is there one side that's more bullheaded than the other one in this situation, or is it just? I mean, like, I think it's a staring contest. Just a staring contest could be. Here, here's what they say that they've got to work on. This is just some of the things that they've got to work on. They've still got to. Uh, they're far apart on minimum salaries, the competitive balance tax, Super Two expansion, revenue sharing, expanded postseason, new pre-arbitrate pre-arbitration bonus pool. Uh, I mean, it's just like the list goes on and on. And I'm like, what have you been doing for a week? What what, what have they been doing? And, and they met six hours yesterday. Did nothing on that list right there get resolved? One item? I mean, it, what, what did you do for six hours? Chit-chat and have lunch? That's what it seems like. I mean, what, what are you doing? Uh, particularly. And then, and why did you, and I and, and I get so sick, I hear it. Well, you know baseball. They wait till the last minute to get things done. Why? Because they're not a progressive sport. Why? I mean, wh- why, why weren't they in a room three weeks ago? Why was it just this week? Because that's the way baseball works. Well, always has, always will. You mean doesn't work. <laughs> well. <laughs> because about, tomorrow morning they won't be working. I mean, And that, that'll be... So does a it monumental get monumental def- deficit for this. For when this we take the air tomorrow, MLB. is it done? Yes. You? I I don't think so. No, I don't either. I I I don't know why they're being bullheaded, but I I would have thought that they would have they would have been able to finish it up yesterday and have the stage to themselves today to sing "Kumbaya." We've all got a deal done. Everybody's happy. Fans, it was for you. Blah, blah, blah. But they didn't. They didn't. All they've done is, you know, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm mad. I mean, to hey, I'm, I'm not talking from a broadcast standpoint. I'm talking about just as a baseball fan. I'm mad that that the billionaires and the millionaires can't seem to resolve their their issues. And it appears, just looking at this list, that there's a ton of issues. I don't know. I And Ward, I hope you're 1,000% correct. I hope they get to spring training. And and it felt good when Jeff Wilson told us, or, or you know, it may have been you that said that the uh, the Ranger front office went to Arizona to get things ready to go. Mm-hmm. They left last weekend. Yeah. They just escaped the weather. That's all. You know what they're doing? They're playing golf because there's nothing else to do. Probably. Uh, well, no, remember now, we will have minor league baseball. This this is just at the major league level. This this does not a Affect my, you know what? And I'll go to the, the to the minor league ballparks. I'll go to Frisco and I'll go to Round Rock and I'll watch some baseball. 
And if they want to just sit there with with the, the big building in Arlington closed up and hosting college baseball games, go for it. Because that's what they did this weekend. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'm a little hot about it. I, I'm ready for, you know. You got hockey. I was going to say. Ward, mm. will you, throw it out there. Will you reach across? <laughs> Mm. 7.59, John's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. An extraordinarily busy weekend in Baylor Athletics. We'll wrap it up for you including men's and women's basketball with wins on Saturday and both back in action tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. What a big day in the Farrell Center on Saturday that began with ESPN's College Game Day live from Waco. Then the Baylor women, number five in the nation, knocked off Kansas 85-77 the final. The Baylor women now play this evening against ninth-ranked Iowa State in Ames. 6 p.m. tip-off tonight with first place in the Big 12 Conference on the line. Later on Saturday, the 10th-ranked Baylor men knocked off number 5 Kansas, 80-70, the final score. It was an all-time Farrell Center and Baylor record crowd on Saturday for the whiteout. After the game, Bears head coach Scott Drew. Well, I'll, I'll start out by saying uh, uh, the fans had a big impact in today's game. We started out slow. They kept us uh, uh, energized and motivated throughout. And to set a record, 10-6-2-8 uh, uh, on college game day, it's a great tribute to them. And I'm glad uh, we were able to get a win uh, uh, for them and their efforts. Um, at the same time, uh, uh, I said this at media day, this is one of those uh, uh, years, like the last couple of years, uh, the goal is to have two or three Final Four teams from the Big 12. And I know our team looked a little bit different at the beginning of the year than we do now, but don't count these guys out. They persevere. Good Lord's blessed them with a lot of talent, and uh, they take their craft serious. They take uh, uh, their school serious. And uh, this was a great Big 12 game, and uh, glad that College Game Day got to come here. Scott Drew and the Bears back in action tonight in Austin as the Bears take on the Texas Longhorns tonight at 8 p.m. The broadcast beginning at 7.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Also from the weekend, Akira Nugent won a Big 12 indoor title in the 60 meters. Howard Fields the third in the men's 400. And the women's 4x400 meter relay team won gold at the Big 12 indoors. Softball goes 2-2 two and two at a tournament in Palm Springs, California. Baseball takes 2-3 of three from 23rd-ranked Duke at Baylor Ballpark. And top-ranked acrobatics and tumbling knocks off number 3 Oregon Sunday in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Austin and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor Big 12 Basketball Monday with Pat and John. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears headed to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns on Big Monday. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Monday for the Bears and the Horns. Baylor Big 12 Basketball Monday here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Just, just after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Gare, we're glad you're with us. And we're brought to you this morning by Good Feet, VersaLift Southwest, Pro Star Rental, and our good friends at Big Boys Record Service. Glad to have you with us on a Monday. And we're joined now by Pat Natalie from the Baylor Radio team. And, Pat, what a game Saturday. And, man, just how much fun was that atmosphere? Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I've been doing this a long time, and I can't remember a more electric atmosphere than we had on Saturday. Um, it was a sellout. And, in fact, I think officially that's the biggest – um, turnout we've had at a Baylor basketball game in the history of the Farrell Center. So it was great. And, you know, the cool thing, I think, Tom, is there was so much buildup for it. College game day in the Farrell Center to start the day Saturday morning, followed by the women's game. And then we were the premier college basketball in the country Saturday night, and the Bears delivered. And I, I just thought that was great. When you can do that on a national stage, when there's all that buildup, and to deliver the way they did, um, it, it at a number of different levels, it really impacts the program and Baylor's presence really across the country. It, it's clearly not how you start, it's how you finish, but that start was a little bumpy. And uh, what was your initial thoughts when, I, I guess it was, what, 16 to 4, 16 to 6, something like that? Yeah. You know, honestly, Tom, I, I thought we were fine. Um you know, you see a game like that occasionally, and we've been on the delivering end of that before, where one team just lands a couple of punches right out of the gate, and the other team wobbles. But it happened so quickly, and it was so early, I felt like particularly being at home with that crowd, they would be fine. It, it wasn't going to be a blowout. There was no way. And uh, they're down 13 with five minutes to play in the half, 
And all they needed was a bucket and, and a stop, just something to get them kick-started. And they got that, went on a 12-2 run to finish the half, got it to one, and now the crowd is nuts. <laughs> and, it, and then it was a game, right? I mean, I felt like that's exactly where they needed to be by halftime. They were there, and, and then it was game on. Basketball is a game of runs, and how important is it that this team is able to overcome those type of runs and be able to weather the storm? Does that make them a better basketball team moving forward each and every time they do that? It, it does. It, it absolutely does. And if you think about Baylor, Kansas in Lawrence earlier this year, never had a run, never had an 8-0 run, never had a 12-2 run, just couldn't put one of those together. And, and you know, pretty much across the, the, um, the games that Baylor has played thus far, they've always put together a run. I mean, it is a game of runs for both teams. So, uh, yeah, I think that's really helpful. And because of the injuries and the shakeup, and now you're trying to find some offensive chemistry, uh, it's been hard to do that because you're not exactly sure how those points are going to get created. I mean, we still have some, of course, have offensive firepower, but you got to play together. I mean, the hallmark of the team a year ago was how they shared the ball, and it was good shot, better shot, best shot, every game, every possession. And I'm hoping this team is starting to get that back. Pat, as a former player, can you kind of try to help us put into perspective how impressive it is to see a performance from a 19-year-old like Jeremy had on Saturday? Yeah, and you know what? I don't think he's 19. I think he's still 18. It might be. He, yeah, I mean, when he and Kendall Brown showed up on campus last summer, uh, they were barely 18 years old. In fact, I'm not, I think they're, they both have birthdays in the summer. Anyway, they're young kids. I mean, they are kids. They don't look like kids physically, but they are. And so they're at a point now where they're playing like sophomores. And when those two guys start playing like sophomores, the upside is is off the charts. And I, I really think losing Chattua, losing Cryer, and we'll talk about maybe getting him back, uh, those two guys have had to play well. And since that injury, they have both played exceptionally well. And that's one reason this, this team has won three in a row and just beat number five in the country. You, you mentioned uh, Jeremy and, and, and Jonathan Chamachachua. How about the job of Flo Thamba? Stepping up, getting it done, staying in the game, not getting into foul trouble, and really eating up those minutes. And then, Pat, when, when they do take him out of the game and they go small – uh, and so hand moves to the five. They're they're equally of, as effective. I mean this this is this has been amazing what this team has been able to do. It is amazing. And Tom, I agree with you. I think Flo Thamba is the key for for Baylor's success since Chachua has gone out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at his last five games; he has been outstanding. He's had twelve. He had twelve points, uh, four block shots. 11 rebounds against Texas when they met earlier this season in Waco. He had uh, 18 and nine. It was two of three at the line. Career high 18 against Kansas Saturday. And his minutes have increased dramatically. He played 33 minutes against Oklahoma State. So you're right. I mean, that, that is a big hole to fill because Chachua and Famba had played that, that low post position kind of by committee. And now it's Thamba's deal. And, and you're right, when they go a little smaller, Sohan has been great, and he's a matchup nightmare. But 
for us to be effective, Thamba has to play really well. And to your point, he has to stay out of foul trouble. He is playing better basketball than he has played in his entire four-year career at Baylor. And you think about it, too, um, Thamba has won a Big 12 championship. Thamba has won a national championship. He gets it. He understands what it's going to take for this team to, to possibly win a Big 12 championship and then make a run in the NCAA tournament. More games to play, I know, and I understand that, including a big one tonight. But how important to this team is the Big 12 tournament? I think it's always really important. I, I do. I mean that. You know, Scott talks about uh, the, the segments of a year. You know, you've got pre-conference, you've got conference, you've got Big 12 tournament, you've got NCAA tournament. And, and he views it that way. And he wants to win each of those four. And so the Big 12 tournament is a big deal, even though if you look at it as, as just an observer, a fan, uh, in the scheme of things, maybe not as important, but that's not the attitude of, of the coaching staff. I mean, I don't know what they'll try to do with Cryer. I do know they'd like to have him available and ready if they can get him there by, by NCAA tournament time. But they're, they're playing for cha- – yeah, that's the thing. When Scott came in, one of the very first things he said was, and this is 19 years ago, we will play for championships. And I remember the first championship they won, the Paradise Jam uh, in the Virgin Islands, he, he looked around and said, see what I'm talking about? I mean, like we're going – every championship we have a chance to win, we're going to win it. And that's been a pretty good um, approach – in light of what happened last year. Pat, when you look ahead to tonight's matchup, the Horns are, you know, they're going to come out with a lot of energy and intensity with it being the last game there at Frank Irwin. They're 4-1 and one in games decided by three points or less. Can Baylor afford to make this be a close game? Yes, I think they can. I, I think the recipe is really what Baylor's been doing since Chachua went out, which was the first Texas game, and that is get, get to the lane. I mean, our guards have got to get to the lane, Akinjo, Flagler, Bonner, whoever, because when you get to the lane, you can also get to the free throw line. And against Texas in the first meeting, Baylor shot 29 free throws. Against Kansas on Saturday, they shot, they shot 26 free throws. Against Texas earlier, they made two threes, and that was it. And so threes – they're not settling for threes. They're not taking long threes early in a possession. And the threes they're getting are from the inside out, not from the outside in. So, so the, I think the key to the whole thing is be really aggressive offensively. And Akinjo is the key there. Get it in the lane and either finish at the rim or, or go to the free throw line and make free throws. you got to put pressure on tonight in particular, Texas, and then you got to make free throws. And I think from Thomas' perspective, back to Flo, um, he's really in his career struggled to finish at the rim, either by getting an offensive rebound and put back or taking a, you know, a pass from Akinjo and laying it in or making free throws. He has been elite at that over the last five games. And when he finishes, we are hard to guard. Hey, Pat, uh, Scott talked a little bit about it on the postgame. Is this league, in your opinion, deserving of two number ones? I think so. 
but but again, my lens is the Big 12. That's all I see. I mean, I watch games around the country, but I mean, we live in the Big 12. And, you know, we've seen Auburn. Now, we saw Auburn really early. We've seen some other really good teams. And, and Kansas, in my mind, is as good as anybody. And if we make a run here, I mean, right now, I think as it stands, and this is all uh, bracketology, we're the we're the five seed in the tournament, which makes us the first two seed, which would have us play, by the way, in Fort Worth when the tournament gets started. Um, so if we make a run, and, and I think we can, I really do, I think we'll win tonight, then I do believe the league would deserve two number one seeds. I mean, the, the body of work for both of those teams is outstanding. Coming into the game Saturday, Baylor and Texas, I'm sorry, Baylor and Kansas had the most quadrant one wins of any other team in the country. They each had 10. Baylor now has 11. That leads the country. So pretty good resume to lobby for a number one seed. Pat, is there any in particular memory or moment that stands out to you regarding the Frank Irwin Center? Yeah, and it, and it is selfishly, I guess, the, the very first game I played there. <laughs> because my freshman year was the first year that the Frank Irwin Center was open. And, you know, you go down there and they you know, refer to it as the drum. And, I, you know, I'm a kid from high school. And I walk into that place and go, my gosh, this is the Taj Mahal. And they were good, man. They had Jim Krivax. They had Ovi Dotson. They had Ron Baxter. They were darn good. In fact, they won the NIT that year when the NIT, when the NCAA tournament only took 32 teams. So they, they were great. But, yeah, that, that was it for me. I was wide-eyed and, you know, shaking like a leaf. But that's it for me. And then it's, it's kind of interesting. was there to open it. I'll be there tonight to close it. Pretty awesome. How cool is that? Yeah. How cool is it's that? Cool. Hey, Pat, it's thanks, cool. man. I, we, we appreciate your time and, and uh, enjoy the call tonight. In, enjoy the, the, the whole – I think it's going to be a cool event tonight, uh, shutting that thing down from the, uh, from the men's perspective. Enjoy it, have fun, and, and go get a W. Thanks, guys. Enjoy it. Talk to you soon. That's Pat Nunley. Uh, man, he has seen a lot of basketball uh, with this bigger program over the years. All right, 17 minutes after 8. This is uh, game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we've got more to come in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Warmer weather is in store as high pressure becomes the main driving force for our weather the next few days. Today's high will top out at 64 with mostly sunny skies. Clear to partly cloudy skies are expected tonight with lows falling back into the mid-30s. And tomorrow, even warmer conditions with returning sunshine and a high of 70 degrees. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us March 3rd live from Rudy's and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash wacocareers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. All right, welcome back in. This is Game Time. Glad you're with us. 822 Tom Ward and Garrett. We're glad you glad to have you with us on this a Monday morning. It's, we get a brand new day and a brand new week started. But, man, it is game day. Uh, you know, you had all the fun of Saturday with the Baylor women and the Baylor men uh, winning with the uh, – uh, with the ESPN crew in town and all that stuff. But you know what? You turn around, you got Big Monday today with the Baylor women playing at 6 tonight and the Baylor men at 8 tonight. Uh, the Baylor women playing basically for a conference championship against Iowa State. And the uh, Baylor men uh, closing out, the, uh, closing out the, the Irwin Center against the Texas Longhorns. And it's a big game for Texas. Uh, and, again, they're coming off a, a one-point win at West Virginia 
where I, I thought when I, I glanced at it one time and I said, well, they're in pretty good shape. And then you look up and it's a one-point game. And you're like, okay. Uh, they, they nearly let that one get away. But it's it's big for Texas as they try to build their resume getting ready for, for postseason play. And I think the last time we checked, they were they were a high four seed. So this is a big game for them. It is. And for me, I, I think that, you know, as far as Baylor, I know you played Kansas, but you were at home. The, Texas having that short turnaround coming back from Morgantown is not ideal when you have to face Baylor tonight. No, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, again, you guys have both mentioned it, the energy that's going to come out of that place with uh, with that being the last game, and it's going to be a sellout crowd and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Uh, that That's why you play these games. I mean, what's the over-under on Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey cuts? All right, all right, all right. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Baylor women, did Ward, honestly, with the start that they had, did you think that they would play for a Big 12 Conference Championship? No. Did you? No. No, I didn't either. I honestly thought, I said, you know what, it obviously is going to take a little time. She's going to have to get her type of player, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, look what they've done. Look what they've done. And she talks about it uh, as they get ready to uh, to play Iowa State within – for all intents and purposes, the conference title. Well, I mean, I think this is what, you know, everyone expected going into the season, you know, in terms of where teams were picked. And, um, you know, certainly it's uh, two contrasting styles a little bit, though we play a little more than like Iowa State than, you know, maybe previous Baylor teams. But um, I know it's going to be an amazing crowd um, there. I, I just would be shocked if they don't have 10,000 people at the game. So, you know, it'll be it'll be a great platform for our players for women's basketball, and you know, I, I think you know they're obviously going to be motivated because we kind of took it to them here the last time, and a lot will be on the line. So, you know, I just I just know that that our players are excited for the opportunity, and it is a great opportunity, uh, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, how do you see this one, Ward? As well as they're playing in the second half of ball games, I I don't I don't doubt the Bears one bit. I think they're going to have to weather the storm early on, mm -hmm. really in the first quarter, and they cannot afford to let Iowa State get hot from behind the arc because they are so efficient shooting from long range. I, I'm with Ward on this one. I think as well as they played over the last 10 or 15 ball games, and particularly in the second half of games, uh, is there who's going to stop Nalissa Smith tonight? Who's, who's going to take her out of her game tonight? I don't think you can necessarily take her out of her game. I think you might try to slow her down a bit, but there's nobody that can take her out. 30, Not, I don't see it. 33 and 18 slow, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Uh, so we'll have that game uh, on 104.9 FM. Make note of it, 104.9 Star FM. Derek Smith and uh, Sophia Young-Malcolm with the call. 5.30 for the pregame, 6 o'clock for the tip, uh, and uh, we'll have it. Again, on 104.9 FM. Now, right here on ESPN Central Texas, as we mentioned, uh, John and Pat will have the call of Baylor and Texas. And uh, Scott Drew talked about the opportunity to play the Longhorns tonight on Big Monday. 
Coach, again, again, I should say, another quick turnaround. You're going to have two games in three days. But I'm thinking about that. That's the cadence of tournament time, right? I mean, you go to the NCAA tournament, that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah, another tournament-like game. And uh, uh, this one's a little bigger at Texas from the standpoint it's their last game in their arena. And then after that, uh, uh, they're moving to uh, a, a different venue. And uh, I know it's been sold out for a while. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of emotion involved with that. Um, and it's a rivalry game, and uh, uh, they had a big win today. You you look at, at what Baylor's doing as far as how many players they're talking about, and we're, we're always talking about getting your legs back under you. Same thing for the women. They're only playing about seven players. So uh, both of these teams with a quick turnaround, you mentioned it for uh, for Texas. They had the late game uh, uh, over in, in Morgantown and then, you know, had to catch the flight home. And, and, and look, at the end of the day, you get you, you got to go on the floor and get it done, and it's an eight o'clock tip tonight, Ward. And to me, this should be a fun night. Again, you got to weather the storm. There's going to be a storm there, and it may, it's going to be an emotional lift. And you got to find a way to get through that and get to the other side, and just start playing your game of basketball because uh, that's how they're going to walk out of there with the W tonight. Anybody concerned that the men are struggling a little bit? Well, no, they're not. Not a little bit. They're struggling from beyond the three-point arc. I mean, this was a team that was really, really kind of relied on that three-point shot early. I, no, I'm not concerned because they've been able to, to completely change their game. They're more focused on attacking inside and getting transition buckets. So I think they've done a good job of just kind of changing their identity. So I'm really not worried about it. I want a Kenjo knocking down some threes. I don't know about you. I feel better when he's when he's able, and I know he's a terrific distributor of the basketball, maybe the best in the country. But I do like it when he's when he's comfortable beyond that arc and, and knocking down some threes early. I, I'm I'm the opposite. I I like them running the wheel offense and being able to you know find the open cutters and be able to get the ball inside. I, I just think that 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 is the way that you you know use the clock to your advantage and use transition basketball to make the big plays. I, I never have been a big, you know, let's let's live outside the arc because, look, you can go cold any night outside the arc, and if you can't do the other, you're done. Well, and, and they clearly can do the other, and, and that's kind of what I was leading to because they have proven that they can go play in the paint. This would make them lethal if they could get that three-point shot going again because, really, almost everybody's kind of struggling from beyond the three-point line. They really are, and I mean, I, I think that as more reps come and, and Flagler, look, Flagler's still coming back mm-hmm. off the injury, mm-hmm. and, and Akinjo as well, for that matter. Yeah, so I, I feel like once they get more more comfortable and once we get into March, and those threes probably will start falling, but I, I like what they're doing right now, but if they are able to add that extra element, there's no reason we couldn't be seeing them play in the Final Four. And, and how, about, uh, how about Kendall Brown? Step it out beyond the three-point line. And, and they talked about that. They said he's just knocking them down like crazy in practice, and they're going, shoot. I, I think that's one of, the, one of those things where it's a young player, and he, he's wanting to do so much for his team, and he's wanting to get everybody else involved. And, and I, I think it's just a matter of understanding when you're open, let it go. And, and once he gets comfortable doing that, that's another element to his game that's going to make him super difficult for anybody to guard. And by the way, we said they had three three-pointers. The other one? The other two, 
<clears throat> excuse me, comes from freshman Jeremy Sohan. So he can he's playing the five and he can step out and knock it down from three point land. And then uh, Matthew Meyer had the other three. So we'll see. It uh, it's a seven thirty pregame and an eight o'clock tip with John and Pat right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, let's uh, take a second here. We uh, we're going to talk with Coach Carroll from UMHB. They cut down the net Saturday in their conference tournament. We'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up in a couple of minutes. But right now we're going to take a second to talk about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. When you're shopping for power, performance, and reliability, look no further than Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Whether it's the uh, the uh, uh, 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee or maybe the uh, 2022 uh Ram 1500 Lone Star Edition. You got those vehicles there and a, and a whole lot more all at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat. Uh, you, they've got a great selection of pre-owned vehicles and, of course, an award-winning service department to boot. So you, you can check out this, this place. Uh, and, again, I, I like it because I know when I go in there, they're going to treat me like, hey, you're not just some guy buying a car or a truck. You're somebody we want to get to know. You're somebody that we want to to come back, and uh, when it's time to make that purchase again, that that we have that relationship. They like building a relationship with uh, with their folks at Waco and in Central Texas, and that's exactly what they've done over the years at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Ted Teague and his staff ready to serve you on this Monday morning. You can stop by 201 West Loop 340 just down from Highway 84 or check them out online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, it, because the defenses are so good. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, March 5th and Sunday, March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show March 5th, 9 to 5, and March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF. That's 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Expect movement in the AP College basketball poll with several upsets in the top 10 over the weekend. That includes Baylor's 80-70 win over Kansas on Saturday. The Baylor women also beat Kansas 85-77 and will likely stay in the top five when that poll is announced later this week. Baylor baseball split a doubleheader with Duke yesterday, winning the series with a 12-3 victory in game one. A 4-2 loss in game two moves the Bears' record to three and four. Baylor softball is now eight and five after a 10-4 win over San Diego. MCC softball team swept a pair from Otero College to run the highlights' record to 15-3. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Baby's just a little bit tired of the city. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program from the University of Mary Hart and Baylor coach Cliff Carroll. First of all, coach, thanks for your time, and congratulations as you get to uh, cut down the nets on Saturday. Yeah, man, it's always a good day when, when you get out the old pocket knife <laughs> and get to cut the nets down, man, so that, that was a lot of fun. You play for the conference title, and you win by 17. Just how good are you playing right now? Man, the, the fellas were locked in this weekend, and, and uh, you know we played some extremely good basketball. You know, the first two games, we gave up 17-point leads, you know, both games. Uh, so so when we when we got up 17 there at the end of the, the, the game, I looked at Thomas, my assistant, and I said, I said, do do the math for me, man. Are we up seventeen? He goes, we're good today, man. Don't worry. So, yeah, <laughs> we're we're, we're uh, the guys are locked in right now, man. They, they're playing, you know, good basketball, and, and we had a great week of preparation, and um, you know, hopefully, we can continue right on this week into the NCAA tournament. Tony Prince comes away with the MVP of the tournament. How well is he playing and locked in right now? This is the best version of Ty Prince that we've seen. Uh, just offensively, defensively, he's making huge plays both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, almost had a triple double there in, in the in the final uh, with ten assists, and seven rebounds, going along with sixty points. I mean, he he is just really playing uh, like we know he can. You know, we see it in practice. 
we see flashes of it, but he's really put together a special three games this past weekend. Coach, y'all scored 50 points in the paint, 19 off turnovers. Could you just talk a bit, a little bit about that efficiency in the uh, in the paint? Yeah, I mean, we know when you got to play three games in three days that, you know, sometimes your legs go and sometimes you can't trust jump shots. So we, we had a focus all week of getting to the paint and, and having assists. You know, our, our assist numbers were really good, but really getting the ball to the paint and trying to get to the free throw line. You know, there, there's a stat out there that says 70% of the teams that shoot more free throws in tournaments win those games. And so so we really tried, tried to pound these guys. And, and we have really talented kids around the rim, so – um, you know, that's the strength of our program or strength of our team. So we're, we're going to gonna continue that. You know, you're going to see us this week try to get in the paint also. Talk a little bit about uh, Johnson. Again, another huge offensive day with 33. Yeah, Joe, Joe's just a different animal, man. He, he, uh, he can score in so many different ways, and, uh, and, and, but he does it without dominating the ball. You know, I mean, that's the crazy part is we don't feel like he's a ball hog out there. You know, he's a great teammate. He makes the right plays. He, he passes. His, his assist numbers are good. Uh, but, man, the way that he can put the ball in the hoop is special. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly glad that I'm, I've got him on my side. I don't have to game plan for him. You know, I, I don't know what other coaches do. You know, it's, it's just one of those things where uh, he's so good and, and, and we've got good players around him that, uh, you know, it, it creates some nightmares for other teams. Coach, how much does it help your team that you do have some depth this year that you're able to get some minutes for other guys and kind of rest a little bit and then make that surge there in the second half? It, it, was, it, it showed. I mean, you could see in that game Saturday that, you know, we, we were running by them in transition. We were getting some transition buckets that normally they don't give up. And so, you know, it was clear, you know, that they've got a seven-man rotation and we've got a 12-man rotation. And it was clear that we were the, the fresher team, that we had legs. I think if you look at the Dallas game also, we, we had uh, eight different players make a three-point shot in, in the UT Dallas game the semifinals. I mean, that's, 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 a, uh, that's absurd, you know, to have that many different guys make a, a three-point shot in, in a game. So our depth has been huge all year. We have a, a, a lot of kids that can play, um, a lot of kids that are, you know, if they went anywhere else, they'd start and play 30 minutes. So, um, you know, just the fact that those kids are willing to sacrifice minutes, kind of sacrifice, you know, uh, some status on the team to be a part of a championship, special. That's why this team has a chance to be really good. Coach, you're, obviously your offense is very efficient, but can you talk a little bit about the play of your defense? I mean, against Letourneau, they were able to get it to one point, and then y'all are able to create separation. And then during the second half, you just kind of keep it as a, a two-possession game how important is it to lock people down on the defensive end? You know, I mean, I take pride in being a defensive coach. You know, about 80% of our practices are, are you know, talking about the defense. The, the offense is because of our talent, you know, and, and, and our unselfishness. You know, the defense is our grit, and, and it's kind of come and gone this year. You know, we've, we've had, had times where we've been indifferent defensively. Uh, but, but when the chips have been down and, and we've really had to dig down and get stops here the last couple of weeks, We've been pretty good. You know, Letourneau is a very uh, very efficient offense. That, they, that Their points per possession is extremely high. And the fact that we were able to get some, get some, uh, get some stops and create some turnovers that led to, you know, li- you know live ball turnovers that led to, to layups, you know, that, that was a, a huge turning point in the game. NCAA tournament now for your, for your club, but what's the process? What, what do we do this week? I mean, 
So just kind of walk us through what's what's next for this basketball team. So today at 1130 on NCAA.com, there's going to be a, a selection show uh, where, where they're going to reveal the bracket. Um, you know, uh, there's a couple different scenarios for us. You know, uh, there's there's a scenario uh, probably most likely where we get sent out to California to play Pomona, Pitzer, Chapman. Um, they'll probably take us and Trinity from San Antonio and fly us out there. Uh, there's also a path to where possibly we could host. So, um, you know, that's still on the table. The the national, the uh, the two uh, national chair of the committees, the men's and women's chairs, uh, both said last night that there was a, a Texas team, you know, being talked about to host both, and and that would probably only be us. So, uh, so there's a path there for that. So today at 11:30, um, we'll find out where we're going. We'll get to practice today at two. You know, after kids get done with class, then. Uh, we'll hop, you know, if, if we're here, we'll play Friday and Saturday. If if we if we got to go somewhere, we'll hop on a plane Wednesday night, and uh, you know, go wherever we go. So, uh, you know, it's it's kind of in the hands of the committee now. We don't know. It's kind of a waiting game. We're going to have a little watch party there at the at the Mayborn Center at, at eleven thirty, and and uh, kind of figure out where we're going. Coach, we talked uh, to you when you were in Las Vegas getting ready for that D three hoops tournament. Do you think that that was a a huge step into where your team is right now, being able to be out in Las Vegas, play in that tournament against some teams you didn't get to see on a regular basis, and just be together in that camaraderie that you got on that trip. Did that help you get to where you are right now? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that trip was huge. You know, it, it, uh, you know, a lot of times the best team-building activities you can do is just you know, hang out in an airport together, you know, or, or, or you know, sit around at a – at the, at the hotel restaurant there in Vegas there, you know, at the South Point. So, um, you know, spend a little time together after Christmas and, and then obviously have to play the way, you know, we had to come back and, and win that first game, you know, that, that was a, you know, a team that ended up winning their league, you know? So, um, you know, the fact that we were able to get that win on a neutral court, you know, we had to play to, at a weird time. It was like midnight, you know, central time when we tipped off. So yeah, I think that trip was huge. You know, it, it, it was, it was very huge, and we're lucky that we have an administration that believes in us and kind of sees our vision and, and um, allows us to do things like that. Coach, what is it like to watch the the culture change, like, right in front of your eyes? Uh, you know, it's fun. You know, I've done it. You know, we, we had to do the same thing at Sol Ross, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the whole key is, is you just got to recruit the right kids, you know, and we have special kids here. Um, I mean, you look at Josiah Johnson – um, you know, he's, he's, you know, overall like a three, five GPA and, and, you know, prays for us every day and, and, you know, calls his mom every day after practice. I mean, he's just, he's a great kid. He, they're fun to be around. You know, these guys are, are special. We get special stories, you know, with, with, um, you know, Sam Reed's overcoming a stroke to, to be a college basketball player and, and Ty Prince taking the, the, the journey through life that he's had to take to get here and, and the type of success he's having. So, um, you know, these are just really neat kids and, and they're a lot of fun to be around. And, um, you know, so that, that's where the culture is. The culture is with the kids, you know, it's, it's, um, so it, it's been a lot, it's been rewarding for me, you know, getting to see these guys have some success, you know, last year kind of ended in a, you know, with the sour taste in their mouth. We knew we were better than what we ended. And, and, uh, so to watch those guys have success this year has been a lot of fun. Coach, how important is it going into the NCAA tournament for you and to talk to your team about, hey, just be yourself. Stay grounded. Don't worry that it's the NCAA tournament. Just worry about what we do. Worry about our color jersey. Don't worry about them. And if you do that, things will normally take care of themselves. Yeah, well, I preach these guys, you know, 
in, in particularly in tournament time, but but all the time really is is uh, all we need is who we are. You know, that, that's all we need is who we are. We, I don't need Superman. I don't I don't need you to do anything outside of what you're capable of. You know, we just need the best version of you. And uh, you know, we we know talent wise, we stack up with, with anybody in the country. You know, we believe that. You know, there, there's nobody's gonna come in here and just blow us away. You know, if you're gonna come, if you're gonna beat the crew, you got to come and, and and play. You know, and uh, and so you know, I think the guys kind of have bought into that. You know, I think I think we have confidence in who we are and what we do. Um, you know, and confidence is earned earned by hard work. You know, these kids work hard. We work them hard in practice. You know, they do their work outside of practice, and and uh, you know, this is a confident group. And and you know, my job now is to keep them grounded. You know, and make sure that that uh, you know that they understand. You know, this is special. Not everybody gets to do do things like this. You know, hopefully, you know, we find a way to become, you know, like Coach Fredenberg in the football program now, Coach Harmon, it, it, you know, when we're in the NCAAs every year. But, you know, that's not a given. So, um, you know, these guys, they're confident. And, and uh, you know, I, I think they're ready to make a run in this tournament. Well, we wish you uh, the very best of luck and uh, look forward to, to starting it with uh, the selection show this morning at 1130. Look forward to that. And, and uh, following this team in the NCAA tournament uh, again, congratulations and uh, and uh, best of luck as you move forward. All right, fellas, I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Coach. See you later. That's uh, Cliff Carroll, the uh, head basketball coach of UMHB. And you know what? That <laughs> pretty confident. Uh, if you're going to beat the crew, you better come play. And, and I and really, he's he's 100 percent correct the way that this team has played. Uh, you know, you know, they lost those two games early, and, and since then, Ward, this team has just been on a mission. They have. I mean, you go back to January 13th, and that's the last time that the, you know, the crew uh, came up short in a game against ETBU, and the next game got canceled, and then they've been on a roll since then. And, look, they, they've taken, you know, big wins, and they've had a couple of close ones, but for the most part, it's been, you know, runaway wins for this basketball team. And it's it's because, you know, they have that depth where they can stay fresh on the floor, and there's not a huge, huge drop-off when they're out there because of their transition game. That's the key to me. And being able to to recruit and keep that depth established going forward is going to be key because if he can do that, I think you'll easily see championships come start flowing into Belton. Well, how good are they? You win your conference you win your conference championship by seventeen. Not bad. That's <laughs> Ninety-nine to eighty-two uh, over Laterno. So, uh, congratulations to the crew. All right, uh, eight forty-eight. We're a dozen minutes away from nine o'clock. John Morris coming up at three this afternoon, and Matt Mosley is with you at four here on ESPN Central Texas. And you can sell your home in five days. That's right. The brokerage house guarantees they'll sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it from you for a price that you agree upon prior to listing your home. Uh, the Brokerage House is your connection to buyers from uh, across Central Texas, around the nation, and internationally as well. And uh, the Brokerage House uh, and Aaron Ryan have a uh, program that uh, that's just it, it's just a great program that's going to generate offers uh, above market value, which is always a cool thing, and multiple offers on your home. Now, if you'd like to know more about it. Just contact Aaron. You can do so uh, at uh, five days to sew.com. That's the numeral five days to sew.com. Or you can call Aaron and his crew at 817 812 2978. 817 812 2978. That's the brokerage house. Baylor Baseball. 
all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road Tuesday, headed to Houston to take on the Rice Owls. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Rice Baseball Tuesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Sheriff Parnell McNamara, and I need your help making sure that Charlie Guerrero keeps working for us as Precinct 4 Constable. For the past 13 years, Charlie Guerrero has served honorably as a law enforcement officer under former Constable Stan Hickey. He's lived in the area for his entire life and knows many of you personally. Last year, the McLennan County Commissioner's Court recognized Charlie's hard work and excellence by appointing him as Stan's replacement. Charlie's done an excellent job as Constable, working hard for the citizens of Precinct 4 and making sure that the important duties of Constable's office are discharged with honesty and integrity. Now in the Republican primary election for County Constable, we need to keep Charlie working hard for us. I'm urging you to get out and vote for Charlie Guerrero for Constable Precinct 4. I need a strong team to stand with me and law enforcement as we fight against crime and human trafficking in McLennan County, and Charlie is the man for the job. We must keep Charlie as our Constable. Political ad paid for by Charlie Guerrero for Precinct 4 Constable. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. Expect movement in the AP College basketball poll with several upsets in the top 10 over the weekend. That includes Baylor's 80-70 win over Kansas on Saturday. The Baylor women also beat Kansas 85-77 and will likely stay in the top five when that poll is announced later this week. Baylor baseball split a doubleheader with Duke yesterday, winning the series with a 12-3 victory in Game 1. A 4-2 loss in Game 2 moves the Bears' record to 3-4. Baylor softball is now 8-5 after a 10-4 win over San Diego. MCC softball team swept a pair from Otero College to run the highlights' record to 15-3. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 8.54, we're six minutes in front of nine. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us again. Baylor softball wins over San Diego yesterday, 10-4. to four. They go 2-2 two and two in that tournament uh, out on the West Coast in Palm Springs. And uh, Baylor baseball uh, splits a doubleheader yesterday with Duke, but they win the series two games uh, to one, so they have won two out of three over Duke. They're now 3-4. and four. Uh, in in their uh, start of the season, and this is a good week for uh, Steve Rodriguez's team, guys. They uh, they play Rice on the road uh, on Tuesday night, and then this weekend they're uh, they're in Houston. They'll stay in Houston at, at uh, and they're going to move over to Minute Maid and play in that tournament there. And there's some great teams there. I mean, like, I think Tennessee is there. Uh, LSU is is in this tournament, so there's some really high caliber, high quality teams uh, that uh, that you're going to play. And here's what you know. You're going to play because <laughs> if it's raining, they'll close the roof. Yep. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, <sighs> Ward, you're going yes on Major League Baseball? You're, you're staying with the yes? I'm staying with the yes. Boy, he's such an optimist. He's hopeful. Yes. He's got to be. Well, I'm hopeful too, but I'm, <laughs> I'm voting no. <laughs> I'm voting no. Uh, we'll see. Uh, today's the day. Major League Baseball's got to get it done. MLB, MLBPA, they got to get it done. Uh, John Morris is coming up at 3 today. And then, of course, at 4, it is Matt Mosley. Have yourself a great day, and we'll talk to you in the morning at 7.